I want to take us on a little side quest. Goku's one of the greatest anime heroes of all time. He's badass. He's awesome. Dude, hands down, Final Fantasy VII wins every day. How could you not love the Mario Brothers movie? Robocop kicks everyone else's ass. And that's why Superman sucks. Oh, the Velociraptors kick ass in Jurassic Park every single day. Yep, went on a bit of a rant there, huh? Welcome back, everybody, to the SideQuest Podcast. This is Eric. I am joined, as always, by Justin. We are missing the other Jay in the crowd. Mr. Jeff is down in Florida. He's back in Disney. I mean, the guy practically lives down there, doesn't he? Every time like every time he's out, he's always in Florida, right, Justin? Yeah, he's a Florida boy for sure. He's got a little beach bottom to him. <laughs> a little beach bottom to him. He's there with Dave, so hope they're enjoying some fun in the sun and... As always, we like to fill in a guest spot whenever Jeff's gone. It's one of our favorite things to do. Sorry, Jeff. But we are joined by the lovely Miss Palindrome Jedi, Anna. Thanks so much for joining the show. Hey, how are you guys? Doing good. We're so I'm always excited when you join the show because I feel like it's just great to get someone else's perspective that's not Jeff. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad to fill those shoes. <laughs> And we're, we're happy you can be here as well. And I want to kick us off on a main quest today. And we're going to have kind of a themed episode. I love that the last couple times you joined us, we talked 90s, right? We talked Bob Saget and growing up and things like that. And then you joined us for another special episode where we talked kind of office, uh, the office, and you joined us for a fun episode there. But I want to move into the next decade. I know in the past we've talked like 80s action movies and 90s and now... I want to talk about the early 2000s. Like we're in 2022, it's getting we're getting fucking old. Um, but early 2000s were a very very interesting time. Turn of the century, lot going on in the world, lot going on in people's lives. We were all kind of growing up and finding our own, so to speak. So, our guest of honor, Anna. What are some of the first things that come to mind when you think of, like, the early 2000s? We just hit the year 2000. What's going on in your world and what's going on, you know, just in school and life in general? Oh, goodness. The year 2000, I was a freshman and, and a sophomore, depending on what part of the year. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. So things were pretty awkward for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of, like... Or a lot of Abercrombie. I listened to Blink-182. You know, played some sports in school. Couldn't drive yet, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, almost there. Still needed permission to go to, you know, the, the mall and get dropped off and then act like you're not getting picked up when you're, when you're leaving the place. Yeah, like your mom isn't picking you up in the family station wagon. <laughs> I love that. Justin, what are some of your first memories of like the early 2000s? Can we just take a moment and say that we never forget? Oh, well, of course. Yeah. A little moment of silence. Never a forget. Little, 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 never forget. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm not being um, bullshitting on that because that was a oh, massive yeah. ordeal that I think that any of us can speak to right now. The exact moment. I think it's so fascinating when you talk to somebody of age. Where were you? Your first memories, I can say to the minute where I was when I first heard about 9-11. Oh, like, yeah. It was, a, that's just the way that it, it, it changes. And the, the whole, there's a whole uh, 
exhibit in the press museum in DC, like dedicated to nine 11, where people share their stories of that incident, uh, incident tragedy. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, I remember, and, and a, a big thing, like from that, I, I played sports in high school too. Cause I was, uh, 2000 was my freshman year of high school. And I remember like practices being canceled. Like we had to go home. School was canceled. It was just insane. Yeah. And you, you just really don't know what's going on. You hear rumblings of what has happened at first. I was like in eighth grade, just got out of, I think it was like your homeroom. Like you do, you go there to do the pledge of allegiance and <laughs> say what up to your friends. And then you go to the first class. My first class was tech lab. Um, and I just remember there was like the, over the loudspeakers was folks, there's something has happened. Please return back to your homerooms. And they had us all go back to the homerooms and the, the, there was TVs in every room and they had you like watch a little bit of the news. It was just like a really weird moment, you know, like at first, um, you know, like a, I think they mentioned like a plane has crashed into, uh, the building in New York. And the first thing I thought of was like, you know, like a small little touristy plane, like, what was the guy drunk? Like, did he not see the building? It was almost like a joke at first. And then you turn on the TV and like, you know, my eighth grade self, I feel like I grew up very, very quickly in that classroom, like kind of watching the news. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, a little scary. Very scary. Yeah. It was wild. I mean, and I just, yeah, I don't know. So not, not to take it down to a serious note, but I, I don't think we can talk about the early 2000s without this oh, yeah. little like life changing moment. I was in art class. I think it was, it was in the morning and I just remember people were like whispering, like, did you hear something happened? Yeah. And it was just intensely insane. Anna, did you have a similar experience? It sounds like Eric, you and I were kind of in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember we were on a field trip to COD, I believe. Um, and that got cut short and we all came back and then got sent home. Like volleyball practice was canceled. Yeah. Yeah, scary event. And I feel like if it did one thing, I think it really in my life allowed me to kind of maybe become more conscious and aware of like what's going on in the world. So I feel like when that happened, I remembered a lot of stuff in the early 2000s then after that point, you know, because before like, yeah, you're running around, you're playing with friends, you're hanging out, you're riding bikes or whatever the fuck you do after school or on weekends you do sleepovers. But I feel like after that happened, it kind of allowed me to really focus on more details and attention of like my life soon after that. Like the next couple of years, I feel like very vivid memories of like what was going on. Uh, which, which I'm glad you brought up Justin, because it kind of reminded me of like, shit, then what do you do? Everybody gets, you know, picked up from school or everybody drives home. Uh, and then the first thing you do is you log into AOL and everybody has like an away message, (laughs) you know, like you, you like, that's how you go home and you get connected. Like we watch the news and then the only way it's not like we all had cell phones and we were texting our friends, you know, at least I didn't at the time, but like, um, you know, you, you log into AOL, like it was just starting to really, hit off uh, with AIM being like the new chat bot out there. And you would put up your way message of like, you know, never forget. Oh my God. You know, USA, whatever the fuck you put up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's wild. And, and you bring up a great point because talking just about technology in general that we had back then, AOL, like dial up internet, 
Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sure we all got great stories about getting yelled at about trying to dial up and get online when mom was making a <laughs> phone call and you're just kind of like, listen, I have a chat room at 7 p.m. Everybody just finished <laughs> dinner. Yes. Why is Aunt Shelly calling us right now? You know how important this is for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, and even late night, too. I remember uh, having sleepovers, and there were some rules in the house, right? I mean, we weren't like a big house of rules, but definitely more than, than Jeff's household, I can tell you that much. Um, but it was like, all right, after <laughs> after 11 o'clock was, all right, no more internet. And like, I mean, that was like eighth grade. Like 11 o'clock for an eighth grader was actually pretty late. But when it was a sleepover, it's like, fuck it, man. You're staying up till what? One, two in the morning. You're playing some games. You, you know, you're probably playing N64. You're trying to check out the TV to see if that, that special channel is coming in clear. Oops. Didn't go down okay. that rabbit hole. But like. Not prom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We would we would try to go on the internet, but we I had this system where you like double wrap the tower in a towel so that when the fucking dial up noise was happening, it was like silenced. It was like almost down <laughs> to perfection. Uh, so sorry, mom and dad, if you're if you're listening there, but uh, <laughs> it was just it was just fun. It was like cool to like the technology and the shit that we had to deal with. But like for me, early two thousands, that was like one of the first things I thought of was. You know, getting online and chatting with people on AIM. How cool was that? What's your screen name? <laughs> ASL. Getting in chat rooms. All that fun shit. I feel like also around that time was uh, one thing that's not really around anymore, uh, which I'll throw out there is like MTV. You know, like you came home, you turned the TV on, and you probably watched a little bit of TRL back when music videos were still hip and cool and uh, I feel like a lot of boy bands and shit and all like the Britney Spears stuff that kind of kicked off around that time as well. Um, but I feel like, you know, I would pop home and like turn on some TRL and just kind of jam out. I don't know about you guys. Um, we didn't have cable, so I did not get to do that. But when I went to someone's house that did, it was very cool. Yeah. Watch some Eminem and some Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> like we could all relate to Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, having watched Eight Mile for the first time in my life recently, me and Bunny Rabbit. Um, <laughs> no, just I got an embarrassing story to, to tell. Yes. In eighth, so eighth grade would have been, I guess this is not early two thousands, but in the in the maybe nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Um, I was in wood class, and we were making clocks, and you can make anything you wanted. And the only requirement was that there was a CD as part of the shape of the clock. So I definitely made a a clock of the MTV logo with a CD in the middle of it and, and used to rock that in my bedroom in the, then in the two thousands when the ladies would come visit, they'd be like, damn, that's a sweet MTV clock you got. That actually sounds pretty cool. I'm like, I have such a visual in my mind right now of what that looks like. I hope that gem still exists and you did not pass it away. I, I... <laughs> yeah, why is that not hanging up? I don't know, man. <laughs> Probably trend right now for sure. MTV needs some kind of revival and that could be the start of it. <laughs> Gosh, I so like, you know... Especially like coming home after school, I feel like it was the time. I mean, Justin, you mentioned sports and there were times that like I would have practice and stuff like that. But 
I just love those days, like when we were growing up, barely any responsibilities. Like, you know, Anna, you were mentioning how you're just kind of in high school, you know, your freshman year, maybe going into sophomore year, whatever it is. But like, we weren't really old enough yet, quote unquote, yet to have jobs or we shouldn't really be working yet if we don't have to. Uh, we weren't 16 yet. We didn't have a way to drive around. But like, I just want to know, like, what was your after school thing that you look forward to the most, Anna, when you when you got done for the day, early 2000s? Like, what were some of your go tos? Um, if I wasn't going to practice, I would go hang out with friends, like grab some food or whatever um, places that we'd have to get dropped off at still. But then when I could drive, I did have to get a job. Yeah. Um, so that was a bummer, but you know, I'm, I'm really mature now because of that. So <laughs> yeah, very good but point. Yes, going, going home and talking online to the same people you just hung out with all day was a big thing I did. Yeah. I just, it's funny to me that like, I feel like I'm <laughs> growing into such an old man already. Like kids these days will never understand like you had to log into AOL to talk to your friends. Like, we didn't just have this quick little, you know, there's like eight-year-olds running around with iPhones, and a lot of them are maybe just, like, hooked up to the internet, but you don't have, you're not able to do anything but, like, talk to four people that are also eight. But, like, you didn't have this quick access to internet and, like, what was going on. Like, some days, our dial-up just, like, straight up wouldn't work, and you're like, well, you're fucked. Like, you don't get internet today. <laughs> You get to go, you know, watch a VHS tape or maybe watch some cable TV if you have it, and maybe the phone works, but that's about it. Or go the fuck outside and ride your bike, but I feel like such an old person when it comes to that stuff. Like, the early 2000s, 22 years ago, it's scary how, like, little we really had. Justin, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I had a friend, I won't name names, um, but it's just the, the way that the culture and society worked. Like you would make plans and you'd be like, Hey guys, we're going to go see a movie. We're going to see, uh, I can't think of a good movie from the time pitch black. We'll say, um, <laughs> it's seven thirty showing at the, the Cinemark. And then I had a friend, he would call every hour. Hey, just checking. We're still meeting up, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, Dave. Uh, not Bennett, but um, <laughs> he would call. He would call, and it doesn't matter what we were doing. If we were going to like the town fair, or like a parade, or a movie, or to go, he would call every hour. Hey, Justin, we're still on for seven thirty tonight. It's four thirty in the afternoon, dude. I'm trying to play some <laughs> Final Fantasy. Calm down. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, I'll be there. Yeah, you're you're so right. Like we actually had to make plans back in the day. Even around the early 2000s, like, we weren't, you know, we weren't high society yet where everybody's just, like, chit-chatting and we got it figured out. Like, everybody had everyone's home phone numbers memorized. You knew all your friends' phone numbers at their house. Um, when you would be dialing it, you got to figure out a game plan quick. You probably got to call four other people. There's always one planner that puts and it time together. Out, time out real quick. Real yeah. quick. And you hope, fingers crossed, that the parents didn't answer. Oh, right. Or you call them and the fuckers are on the internet so you can't get through. <laughs> uh. So it was like, it was, it's just funny. Like how the, how did we function and like make it happen? Like a lot of times you literally, again, all the young listeners out there, sometimes you just get on your fucking bike and ride to that person's house and have to knock on the door. Like you, you had a 50, 50 shot. They were either home or they weren't. And it was like, that was it. 
can you come out? Can you hang out and play? Do you want to go, you know, right up to Red Robin and go get a fucking burger or whatever the fuck it was? Like, you actually had to figure it out and, like, use some critical thinking. <laughs> you know, nowadays, it's like, fuck, man, everything's at your fingertips and makes life easy. It's great you're able to communicate, but sometimes, you know, it's also nice to be able to escape and, like, not have people track your every little witch whereabout nowadays. You know, like, you, if you were offline from AIM, people weren't like oh shit did he die it's like no he's just probably doing other things but the internet (laughs) like there's other stuff to do back then but the internet even though it was really cool to be on the internet and like one of those things is probably you know illegally downloading music and movies and all that fun stuff i don't know if you guys got wrapped up into that i've never done anything illegal in my life (gasps) i don't know what you're talking about oh okay (laughs) So, so the pirate bay just you know was uh, not a featured event in your in your household. No movies, no no music. <laughs> no, I, I downloaded music, not movies though, and yeah. it was so slow. Like, and depending on the the one you started downloading, oh my goodness. Yeah, I remember. Like, gosh, I must have talked about it before on the podcast, but like, I'll never forget the Blade soundtracks, the intro song that's ten minutes long started downloading before I left for school and it was still downloading when I got home at four o'clock. Like it was about <laughs> oh 75% gosh. done. Cause it was only downloading. Yeah. 56 K per second or less. And so, it was like, Damn. Uh, so, so Anna and I are the same age a uh, little bit, got a couple of, couple of ticks on the old calendar above you, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, freshman year of college was 2003 and it would be, you would sit down, you'd wake up, you had class at 8.30, but you would set your list of downloads on Kazaa. <laughs> and you would say, yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to download these 20 songs, of which 18 would fail. And of the two <laughs> that did download, one was the wrong version. Yep. And then you get one good song to throw into your Microsoft of whatever, like they, that boombox <laughs> player that they had that um, you would download the, skin, the skins for. Yeah. That oh thing my was God. cool. Oh, my God. What was that called, Anna? Winamp, right? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Winamp. Oh my god, you're so right. And like it'd be like Lincoln Park num.exe.jpg or something and you double click and it just viruses everything. It's like oh god damn it. Uh but yeah, you're right. Kazaa was my go-to. It was like I don't think I ever really used Napster because as soon as Napster caught on, that it didn't last long before all of a sudden the government and illegal downloading and it seems scary. And then all of a sudden you like kind of test the waters and you're okay. And the FBI isn't coming to get you. Uh, but then I started to use Kazaa and then Aries. And I know like yeah. Lime, LimeWire was big for some Lime folks. Wire. Um, there must've been a couple others, but my big one, Kazaa was definitely a big part of life back then. And I was just <laughs> downloading what the, I was downloading like Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. I had the disc at home, but I just wanted to download it. Like, I, why am I downloading The Sims or whatever fucking game it was? It was just such an odd time. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then you remember, I think, Anna, you, you think you remember this, like how iTunes used to have the music sharing function that if you were on the same network connection with people, you can take from their iTunes library. Do you remember that? That, that was amazing. Yes. College was so much better because of that. Oh, yeah, because you basically hooked into everybody that was in the dorm room or the network, and you could just double-click and start playing it automatically. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. That was the, that was the real deal. I feel and like... now we have Spotify. Yeah, now we, yeah, great. Now I, now I pay for music. God damn it. My, my 
moral compass is way off. Um, I feel like the early 2000s was also a time, maybe the last time, where the mall was actually cool and fun to go to and actually full of life. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I feel like it was like we kind of talked a little bit earlier. Like, you get dropped off, you get picked up, all that fun stuff. But, like, you go with a group of friends, you just, like, dick around for hours. Like, you're just walking around stores, you're going into EB Games or whatever it was at the time. Um, you're going into, like, the dollar store and buying, like, fucking six packs of juice boxes for no reason. Or Fago <laughs> or whatever Fago. the hell it was. Um, well, yeah, we'd always get Fago before going to a movie. <laughs> you line your pockets with candy, you go see some movie, and you, like, think you're totally rad and badass. And it was, like, it was actually an event, you know? It was cool, and it was fun to go to the mall, and it was, like, the place to see new things because Amazon didn't really exist at all. Uh, the internet was still in, the, in its infancy, and, like, if you went on AOL, you didn't really buy shit off the, off the internet back then. Like, maybe you bought... Like, an e-gift card that was virtual. For some reason, people did that. But, like, fuck, man. I feel no, like the we mall were... died after that. The, the mall did die. But in the early 2000s, people were still buying from catalogs where you would get it in the mail. And then you'd have to call. And you'd be like, oh, page 46, product E18 looks like it's good. You have it in a size medium. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Diane, we have three. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just <laughs> shopping here, just browsing. Don't push me in a corner. Oh boy. <laughs> browsing. <laughs> you guys so you guys both played sports. Do you remember East Bay catalog? Yeah, I got my basketball shoes from there. <laughs> yeah. I definitely I, got football cleats from there. Gosh, you know what I had? For the very, very, very short stint, I was a skateboarder and I just used quotation <laughs> air quotes. Um and I had like the element catalog or whatever it was i think it was called something else it was almost like some kind of skating catalog and it was so cool and i put my uh skateboard together and i finally got it for whatever birthday maybe it was like seventh grade i really really wanted it and it was like the cheapest products of all kind and it finally put one together um but i just remember that like you got catalogs in the mail you got a whole shitload of spam before it came in your inbox folks it came in your mailbox if if that makes <laughs> sense like Holy shit, was your mailbox full of just catalogs and shit that you didn't even know you wanted? But damn, if you didn't sit down and buy those shoes or buy that skateboard, such a weird time. It was, and yeah, and I, I would love to hear Palindrome Jedi's response It's and what the narrator goes through with Ikea and Fight Club as a result of the catalog massacre that occurred in the early 2000s. What you, you want to hear? What uh, he? I just want to hear you speak on it because he gets obsessed in that movie and in, in that book, which I think is '90s based, but still relevant to the conversation. Oh, yeah, IKEA is still pretty relevant today, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I love that movie and that book, even though his writing's a little hard to follow. <laughs> well, you know what? But um, it, oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Anna. Oh, it's it's super easy to get totally carried away with catalog stuff kind of like it is easy to get carried away with shopping like on amazon like you don't feel like you're spending money for some reason the same way as when you're like in a store yeah oh i i totally relate with the narrator from fight club and i feel like one of those things that was also i i'll say popular before this point in time but definitely 
in the early 2000s was like heading into an FYE or Tower Records and you would literally like browse through CDs and maybe even records or stuff like that. And they would actually have like the headphones on the wall. You'd push to listen to like the latest uh, songs from that, that artist or band. And I feel like that was probably, you know, again, we're talking about like, you know, illegally downloading music. But at that time, I was still purchasing a lot of CDs. You know, I still, because like I, there was really in the early, early 2000s, there was no real device to listen to this music on. Sure, I could go home and blast the music I downloaded on my speakers. But how the fuck did I take that with me? I You really couldn't. Maybe on like a flash drive to your friend's computer house and then you play it there. But like you still had to go out and buy CDs and like actually play them in the car or play them at home. Like it, it didn't really, f- you know, feel, feel, you know, fill all the needs of what that system could do yet. So I don't know. I, I just remember browsing through like Tower Records and just buying CDs and posters and just bullshit um, that I still probably have in some shelf somewhere. Who knows? Yeah, I know I we have all our CDs in the closet still. It was cool to go out and buy. You're like, I love this song. I'll just buy the whole CD at Sam Goody for like $25. <laughs> Sam like... Goody, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. What about, what about Columbia House? Oh. You yeah. guys remember that? that? Yes. That I freaking that. Sam. Yep. Did you sign yeah, up I... for it? I had a friend of mine in high school. Um, so rewind a little bit. We had this uh, a group of friends of mine in high school. We all had uh, stepfathers, and we just all referred to our stepdads as dudes because they just kind of laid around and did nothing, um, like the dude. Yeah. So my one friend's dude, as we called him, uh, decided to do Columbia House and ordered. I think he got three hundred. DVDs in the mail. Oh God! <laughs> and, and the the kicker about what that was is because it's like this DVD is twenty cents, this DVD is twenty dollars, this one the CD is seventeen dollars. Is they would send you replicas, and so I remember going to my friend Anthony's house, and they had all the DVDs out on the dining room table, and they were all categorized, and it was like we have three copies of this martial (laughs) arts movie from 1976. Do you want it? And I was like, Iron Monkey 2? Hell yeah, let's do it. And so I had this collection of DVDs in 2002, 2003 of all of these just obscure martial arts movies because my buddy's dude did Columbia House. Oh my God, that's great. That, you bring up a great point. I'm so glad you did because... That was basically around the exact same time that VHS was going, not going away, but DVDs were just coming out and we're like, holy shit, what is this new thing? Like, what do you mean it's on a disc, right? This is only ever on a cassette tape. How could Mighty (laughs) Ducks 3 be on a disc? Tell me. Um, But that was basically around that time was converting from VHS to DVD and just... I remember the very early start of the collection of DVDs. I think the first one we bought was like, I think it was like, I don't know, James Bond, Die Another Day or something. The world's not enough. I don't even remember which one it was, but it was like so cool. It was an action movie. We just got a DVD player for Christmas and we went and bought that one movie from, I think it was, I don't think it was Tower Records. We might have even gone to like fucking Sears or something. Like everywhere, just like, (laughs) we have DVDs, come find us. And um, 
you know, how cool it was and how great the graphics were, even though like the TV we had <laughs> wasn't ready for it. We still had a tube TV with a DVD player playing like 480p or whatever it was, but like we didn't understand how it worked. So we, we had a tube TV that couldn't even handle good graphics. So we thought it was amazing anyways, but uh, I mean, just the early DVD collection. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts or memories besides, of course, your, your martial arts, Justin, but I feel like that came on quick and it was just like no turning back. And all of a sudden I was like, what, what do you mean? Dork? You still have a v- VHS player? What do you do with that? Yeah. I, I, I want to hear Anna weigh in. Come on, lay down some law. I remember when we got our first DVD player, I feel like I talked my parents into it because they still to this day prefer to watch VHS. <laughs> but um, we went to Target and I got my first DVD, which was Dude, Where's My Car? And I still <laughs> have that DVD and still love that movie. Oh, my God. That is a great movie. And I, it's something about that time that just, you know, the world was changing a little bit. We know 9-11 happened, but it was like all of a sudden, like technology just started like taking off and DVDs were here. And we're like, what is it? How do I play it? And then even when you play that DVD... For the longest time, they still forced you to watch previews. So it was like, coming soon on VHS and DVD. And you could not skip. The skip button would not work. You had to literally sit there and watch, like, what, five previews? Fuck that. It was so, so Uh bad. The first DVD that I got, this is embarrassing. Well, it's not embarrassing. It's exciting, and then it's embarrassing. The first (laughs) movie I bought on DVD was Dirty Work. Oh. Which is the exciting part. The embarrassing part is after watching it, I tried rewinding it. Oh boy. <laughs> wah, wah. Oh my God. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Was rewind, rewind. And I, I was just so amazed by the all the buttons on the DVD remote. I mean, there was probably like six extra besides a VHS player, but it was like, oh my God, I can press this and it'll fast forward like quickly. And I can do two times or three times. I'm like, how the fuck does this work? And then it was like DVD menu. And I'm like, what does that do? Oh, it brings me all the way back. It just... There's always like four menu buttons, all of which do something (laughs) different for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. It was just really fun. (laughs) And, And also at that time, I feel like just CDs in general, just the compact disc was really taken off. Not only DVDs, we had movies on them, but... I mean, let's be honest, guys. With the music we were downloading, this was like heavy-hitting time to make our own mixtapes and burn CDs. So you'd go get one of those crates from Best Buy. You would pop it into the CD tray. You would load up Winamp or whatever you use to to put some music together. And you guys would make some mixtapes. I remember like I had four or five songs that were on every single mixtape I ever made. I don't even know if it is a mixtape. It's just more burn CD. Burn CD is probably a better way of saying it. But like it was such a magical time because you would make it for yourself. You would make burn CDs for friends. You would make it for, ooh, that, that person you were trying to chase down and go after, make little love songs to. Um, but I don't know about you guys. I feel like early 2000s really like fucking burn CDs everywhere. I got it. Up, I got it somewhere in my basement here. I'm going to, I'll post it on our Instagram. I still have my old burn CDs and just ridiculous what's on there. Oh yeah. I, I was not lucky enough to have like a CD burner on our computer at home, but like I had friends that hooked me up. So I probably still have a lot of those CDs laying around somewhere. Oh Yeah. 
Justin, were you a little CD burner boy? Yeah, I remember the first time I got a burned CD. I had to pay for it because somebody was 10 bucks. So like, oh, you give me the track listings and I can burn you a CD. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> and I was, I was in study hall freshman year and I was listening to my uh, Sony Discman. And somebody was like, well, what do you listen to? Is that burnt? <laughs> and I, I didn't know I didn't know what that meant. Having, but I had a burnt CD, but I didn't know what that meant. So I, I remember looking at my disc man and I was like, no, it seems like it's good. <laughs> no, I, it's I, I'm works. fine. Yeah, no, I'm fine. <laughs> it's not warm or anything. I'm good. <laughs> I'm not saying I was an intelligent early 2000 or by any stretch of the imagination. Oh yeah. Burning CDs. I, I know what you're talking about too. I had friends at school that did that because like CDs were what, maybe 20 bucks a pop or Anna, like you said, 25 bucks a pop for that whole CD, but one person would get it and others would have computers that would basically rip the music off the CD and then burn it onto disc. And they'd say, all right, you know, I spent $25 to get the, the CD. Now I'm going to charge everybody like 10 bucks. So you can have this full CD of PD Pablo or whoever the fuck it was. Um, or Smash Mouth, uh, and you can get it for ten bucks. And people were actually making some decent money on that. I had one friend that was just—he had like a hundred dollar bill in his pocket. I was so amazed. <laughs> so great. I feel like I feel like the styles and fashion in the early two thousands cannot be ignored. We'd be doing our fans a disservice of like m- me myself as well. Uh, the 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 spiked hair with the frosted tips. Guilty. The puka shell necklaces, guilty. Um, gosh, what else? Anna, for girls, what were some of those trends in the early 2000s? Like you mentioned Abercrombie. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I loved my Abercrombie. And it had to say Abercrombie on it. You know, you had to have the, the brand on there. Yeah. I, uh, other styles, like the flare pants were kind of coming in for girls. Um Jeez, the puka shells for us as well, I think. Yeah. Blonde highlights, like chunky blonde highlights in our hair. Um, <laughs> blue eyeshadow, all sorts of good stuff. Oh, gosh. Justin, I want to know, what were you, what did you wear to school in the early 2000s? Were you Mr. Janko jeans? Yeah, in, in 2000, yeah. <laughs> and and then I moved from the bowl cut and I parted it. I got the part going on of the oh, bowl yeah. cut with the classic uh, gentleman's look for a while. I will say one look that I never did get into that people were doing in like 2000, 2001 was when they would tuck their T-shirts into their jeans. Do you guys remember that one? Oh, yeah. Why, what was that about? I never understood that. And I thought it was like... I don't know. Like I'd see my friends start to do it, and I was like, "Guy, you gotta stop doing that. That does not look right." It's almost like you were you were just old enough where mommy stopped doing it for you. Like, okay, you're a big boy now. You don't need to tuck it. And then, like a year went by, and they're like, "Nah, I think I want to tuck it. I think I want to go back well, to the Goo Goo Gaga stage." And even worse is some guys would do that without a belt. Oh yeah. That's a horrible look. I remember uh, good old Schwartz used to do that all the time in 2003. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like, yeah, there's Jenko jeans. I had soaps. I was actually grinding on uh, on my shoes. 
You know, I'd be, they were like the heaviest fucking shoes ever because in the middle where your, what is that? The arch of your foot is, it was just hard plastic so that you could grind uh, oh, yeah. like you're on a skateboard. And so no. <laughs> I'm, I have so many apologies uh, for my parents. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they put up with that shit. <laughs> it, like, I get it. It just, it never ends because I'm sure kids and parents nowadays is like, you want the Fortnite? What? God damn. Okay. Whatever, we'll get you the thing. I'm a jig, but it's like me back then. It's like I'm crying over getting soaps shoes. Like, no, I don't want those nice ones. I don't want the ones that um, you know I can wear to a wedding. Mom, can I get the soaps? And I need a, I need more Janko jeans. These I'm, I don't have enough pairs for five days a week. <laughs> yeah, and then Anna, I know you can speak to this one, but then Doc Martens became a thing. Oh man, I remember <laughs> getting my first pair of Doc Martens. They're so heavy. I feel like you worked out when you walked in them. Gosh, there's just so many questionable trends. Like, it, I, I guess I, I wonder what that is, though. Like, from the '90s to the early 2000s, how does that happen in the world? Like, how do these trends just happen? You know, like in the '90s, it was dorky, it was family, it was sitcoms, it was big, colorful, colorful sweaters, and you know, like your hair ponytail to the side with a scrunchie. And, you know, your hair looks stupid and goofy and you got big glasses. And then the early 2000s is like, wait, hold on. We're going to turn this thing on its head. Let's let's start spiking our hair with, with too much hair gel. Let's frost those tips. Let's go to Hawaii. Everybody go to Hawaii and get some puka shell necklace straight from the lava rocks or wherever they're born. Um, oh, my goodness. You know, like, how does that happen? Who decides this fashion? Why? What What is this planet? I'm so confused. Do you remember, did you guys, here's a, here's a quick side quest, I guess. Did you in, in 2001, two, three in there have classmates that got way too big into spray tanning? Ooh. And would be what? <laughs> did you have orange people? <laughs> so many Oompa yeah. Loompas. And that was back before, like, spray tanning was better like it is now, I think. So it was super obvious. Yeah, I 100% remember. And if you just so happen to bump into a girl or a guy, you know, some guys did it too. And you had a light colored shirt on. It was everywhere. It would literally just come off <laughs> on you. I don't, I, I never understood it. And there were those lotions too, those tanning lotions you could use that also made you... Pretty orange. And it's like, the all right, listeners out there, you know we're from the Chicagoland area. We're from the Midwest. So we have all four seasons. Most of us are in that ghost white territory most of the year because we don't really get out much. And, you know, when you work during the summer and a normal job or indoors, you don't get a whole lot of sun. So me, a clear, perfect example, I'm almost see-through. So everybody that was getting the fake tan is like, you were a ghost yesterday. Now you're an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> what, like... Now you're trumping it up. You're dumpty trumped. Um, like what? What? Who are you going for? Who's your audience here? I'm so confused. Oh, God, it just you just unleashed something in me, Justin. When you when you brought it straight down. I know there was there was one girl <laughs> very specifically. I remember her vividly. I won't name names because she's obviously a listener. Um, Allie. <laughs> Oh damn it! Oops. Um, she used to, she used to walk down. She would strut down the hallways, and she had just gotten back from Barbados with her family or something like that. But she wasn't brown; she was orange. But she had her what's they call like dreadlocks when girls used to put their hair in that when they oh, were yeah. going like, braided or something like that. Yeah, braided. yeah. 
Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, your family has money and yet somehow you didn't get a tan, but now you're orange. You look like an alien. <laughs> it just never made any sense. It was like, hey, I just got back. It's like, yeah, so let's see, you went to the beach and then you came home and then you spray tan. So what? What? So you're What's just, the end game? So, and then next day you're like back to super pasty white. I got, I got you. I got you. Um, but I also feel like the early 2000s brought some very good movies. It, I was a little bit surprised when I kind of did a quick search on just early 2000s movies. Like there was a lot of classic, um, you know, that movies that let's say don't feel so old right now. Like, I don't know, movies like Almost Famous, Requiem for a Dream, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Donnie Darko, all the, you know, Harry Potter started, Lord of the Rings, the first Lord of the Rings started. Like, I feel like, or the Born Identity movie, like, fuck, man, that was 2002. That was 20 years ago. Uh, I I feel like the early 2000s just had so many good movies that, I'm not going to say are underappreciated. I just think, like, it was at a probably certain time in my life where, I was just now old enough to really start getting into more like the adult movies. Like, hey, I'm in eighth grade now. I'm going to I'm going to be a freshman next year, so I better, you know, get with the lingo. There's probably some more, you know, kids that were allowed to watch some radar movies, so I might as well tap into some of that if I can. Mom, is it okay? Okay, never mind. I'll just go to my friend's <laughs> house. Uh, but I feel like there's a lot of good movies in the early 2000s. I don't know if you guys had any off the top of your head, but damn, there's some good ones. Zoolander. Yes. Oh, One of my favorites still. <laughs> a Knight's Tale. Oh, I love A Knight's Tale. That's such <laughs> a classic. Zoolander, Finding Nemo, School of Rock. Oh, my yes. God. I think I, I had that on DVD, and we finally, I think the family, for some reason, because we traveled a little bit more. My dad traveled a lot, and it was mostly for him, but he bought the, ooh, wait for it, audience, a portable DVD player. Do you know what that does? <laughs> it's a little pocket thing. <laughs> but, like, you pop the DVD and you play it. And I just remember, like, car rides and shit. I would do, uh, you know, wherever we were going, I would just, like, pop a movie in there. And School Rock was, like, the only thing at the time I had that was, like, cool and hip. And it was PG-13. Um, <laughs> but, damn. Some good classic movies right there. There were a lot of really good ones. And I, I worked at a movie theater from... 2002 to 2005 2004 somewhere in there and bad boys 2 we used to go every weekend to and we because i got i'd be like guys free tickets for everybody what do you want to see dog bad boys 2 <laughs> all right let's let's do it I love fast that. and the furious 2 let's do it oh let's watch God. that 17 times in a row yeah god fast and the furious was 2001 like 21 years ago that movie was just coming out and i remember seeing it in theaters with my buddy dexter and his family and on the way to the theater we were playing our game wait what was it i think it was a game boy advanced uh with the screen that, that was colored and lit up and it was tony hawk's pro skater just came out on the game boy advance so we were taking turns in the car playing it while we're on the way to go see fast and the furious like we were just living the fucking dream in 2001 Jiminy Christmas. God, I feel like, and that was also just before, like, early, what was it, 2002, I think, was the PS2. Um, And that was a big moment in history, I feel like, because all we had was, what, PlayStation, N64, Sega CD, Sega Saturn. Like, there was only so many systems up until that point. I feel like 
gaming in the early 2000s just kind of like took a new direction whenever I played the PS2. And I don't know, Justin, I feel like in the past, have we talked, were you a PS2 boy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was I was PlayStation all the way from 1997 to 2007. It took me a long time before I got into Xbox and then sort of shed that yeah. PlayStation like nomenclature for my vocabulary because it was just kind of boring. PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Here's all the same <laughs> games. Just as like, eh, all right. Yeah. They'll do something better, something more fun. I think it was Anna that got me into Xbox. Yeah. And I feel like because I was a Nintendo boy leading up into when I got the PlayStation 2, it was a big event. Of course, like I have to like basically put on this business proposal to my parents of why I need this system, why it's good for me <laughs> and all those around me and blah, blah, blah. And literally it's just because everybody I know has one and I want one and I don't want to keep going to their houses and having to play it or like have my mom rent it from Blockbuster knowing that if you like ding a corner, they just take your $400 off the card automatically. <laughs> so <laughs> all the, all the <laughs> real quick, we side quest and pause yeah. a moment for our young audience. You used to go to a physical store, give them your mother's credit card, <laughs> and then rent a game system for yes. three days. And it came in like a locked briefcase. <laughs> yes. And inside it was like nuclear launch codes or something. It was like in this hard black foam that it fit right into. And if you messed anything up, you're fucked. Like... it. That's what's hard nowadays because we are so spoiled. Like you just power on your system, any game you want, it's in the cloud. You can just order a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, like if they're in stock. You can just order it off your phone. It comes to your door in what two days? You can go pick it up today if you're close by. But fuck, man, back in the day, yeah, you rented that bitch. You put your parents' <laughs> money on the line and uh, don't fuck it up. And you get, like, two games. And I, th I don't think it was cheap either. I even think, like, the renting the entire system from Blockbuster was pr probably north of, like, 60 bucks for, like, three days. Which, I mean, that's a lot of money for just, you know, when you think of, like, a less than $5 movie rental. Like, your parents throwing down a shitload of movies in that one uh, thing, knowing that you fuck it up. That's uh, not going to be fun for you. <laughs> Gosh. Fun times. Fun times indeed. I just... You know, it's something about the early 2000s, and I think the age that we were. I'm, I'm always curious to find out from others, who obviously aren't on the show, but, like, what was their life like in the early 2000s? Because we were just at an age where we were kind of in between, right? Like, you guys were just about to hit, uh, you know, your driving years of getting in the car and driving friends around, and I was just kind of getting out of eighth grade, going into freshman year and hitting up high school. I just wonder what it was like for, like, I don't know, folks in their 50s, 60s, or even, you know, like, younger kids that were, like, 10 years old. Like, what the fuck was their early 2000s like? Because I feel like it was such a big time where we didn't have responsibilities yet and all the coolest shit was coming out around us. Yeah, so we get to remember all the fun stuff, but not all, like, the, the business-type stuff. And that's... Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Any day. Can, can uh, we go back, back and do... Bill Clinton. <laughs> well, I, feel, I don't know about you guys. This is the way I feel about like my life uh, personally. But 
I'm glad I was born when I was because if I was born in, let's say, the year 2000, I feel like I would be so fucked. Um, I feel like in school I wouldn't be able to concentrate. I'd just be wanting to like play with the latest toy or I'd try to be on my phone. Um, I'd want to go home and do Fortnite dances or something. Like, I feel like it was at the perfect time where like parents could turn off the internet and parents could like take a physical copy of a game away and you could no longer play it. And they forced you to like go outside and have friends. Like, I feel like it was a pivotal time in my life where like, it was really cool to like go out and talk to people. Um, and you had to like literally go meet somebody or make a new friend. You couldn't just like find somebody on the internet creep on them for a while and then like maybe your friends or maybe they kill you i don't know but like i feel like those were the last years where you actually had to make an effort at our age to go do human things you know because since then it's kind of been just like i don't know on the decline of having to like work hard for a lot of that uh stuff that comes easy now in terms of like technology yeah and there were a lot of things to distract us back then too but like you know it was just like games on your calculator or your tamagotchi so it's like (laughs) it was stuff that was easy to just put down and be like well i'd rather do something with someone in person but now it's like you feel like you're connected all the time and you can't really get away from it yeah and like there wasn't youtube so you can't just go like oh you know what i'll just catch it on youtube or like hey you want to go halfway across the world You'd have to watch the travel channel or you'd have to like, you know, wait for the season finale to come out and there'd be no Reddit. There'd be no spoilers. There'd be no like people ahead of time. Um, You literally had to like wait for stuff like Justin. You had to browse through and wait on channel. I think it was 99 to go through the TV guide to find out what the fuck was coming up next. That was it. Jeez. (laughs) Or you had you had the TV guide physical. Yeah. There's always a fucking crossword puzzle on that. Why? Because it was for grown-ups. It was for grown-ups who drank black coffee, and now we drink black coffee, and look at us. No more Mountain Dew. (laughs) It's so true. Gosh, we are are the grown-ups now, aren't we? We are, like, literally getting to that age where shit is, you know, I'm not saying we're, like, grumpy and, like, 30-year-olds, right? We're in their mid-30s here. But, like, I feel like we're getting to that age now where it's, like, you kind of... I kind of miss those days a little bit because nowadays everything is so easy and at your fingertips and like, you know, I don't have to work hard to power on my Xbox and like download a game anymore. Like before I had to get home after school, like rush to EB games. You'd have to call like three months in advance to like pre-order GTA Vice City just in hopes that you're on the list that by the time it comes, like you'd get to go pick it up from the store. Um, You know, I, I don't know. I just feel like, some days I miss those days. Other days I'm like, fuck that, dude. I got everything at my fingertips. Everything that we could have dreamed of back in the early 2000s is like all right here now. We don't have to like steal music anymore if we don't want to. Um, time out. Gonna... Yeah. Time out. Both of you time out. I just had a random <laughs> memory yes. about EB Games. Do you, do either of you remember they used to print the list of how much a game cost to trade in? And then how much they would sell it for. And you would go to EB Games and you would get that that slip of paper. And you'd be like, oh, GTA 2 is worth $7 to turn in. But if I want to buy it, it's $34. Uh-huh. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Yeah. There was like a conversion chart board and then there was like a takeaway oh slip. God. I <laughs> forgot about that until right now. I'm sorry, Anna. You go continue. I just... 
<laughs> all those memories flooding back in. Yeah. I just think it's a unique position that we're all in because we remember a life like that. Um, and I think it prepared us to be a, well equipped for what the world is now. So we can kind of, it's the best of both worlds. We got to be like, back in my day, things <laughs> were like this, but like, we have a lot of conveniences now, but we, we still think the same way. Yeah. And maybe, maybe there's some good thing behind all that, like, which is, you know, like maybe it allows us to make better choices of what we purchase and what we do and what we spend our time on and shit like that. Whereas like kids nowadays that are just born, I don't know, in the last 10 years, all they know is like flat screen TVs, high speed internet, tablets, iPads and shit like that. It's like, damn, dude, I wonder what you're going to be like when you're like in your 30s or 50s. Like what what's going to be an inconvenience to you <laughs> or what's what's your passing of the tale to say like, damn, kids in 20. 60 they don't even know how easy they have it back in 2022 you know if the switch controller broke it broke you know like there's no <laughs> no nanotech that brought it back to life and you only get five retries before you got to go get more nanobots <laughs> you know like fuck man. probably what it's gonna be probably god or we're just gonna all end up in a virtual world or we're all in a simulation right now but you know what we're not gonna go down that road because matrix 4 was so bad um, but, <laughs> but I feel like it was such a fun time. I know we could spend hours and hours talking about the early 2000s, just going back the memories, the fun times we had meeting friends, like growing up, becoming teenagers and shit like that. Like who wants to go back through that? I don't know. Maybe not all the parts of it, but damn, it was a fun time. Um, you know, go America, go USA. Never forget. Um, that's all I got folks. I, I loved having Anna on. Thank you so much. Awesome guest, as always. Appreciate your insight. And um, sadly, next week, you'll probably be replaced with Jeff. Uh, he, he has to come back at some point. But we want to have you back on the show for more. We've got fun new segments that are coming out. Um, once he makes some audio bits for him, which will be, you know, 2024. Uh, and we will love to have you back for some more future episodes. And maybe just, like, hit up some more decades and themes with you. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, Justin, as always, thank you for joining us. And um, with that, folks, go head out to our social media. If you make it this far, you better listen. Go out to our social media, like us, follow us, tell a friend, tell a family member. Hit us up at SideQuestPod on Instagram, Facebook, all those fun places. And uh, with that, I don't know, early 2000s, Anna's on with us. How shall we end this bad boy? Maybe like a dial-up noise? I was thinking exactly the same thing. So, Anna, you kick it off. Eric, you join. And then okay. I will we'll do a symphony of dial-up noises. Sounds good. You sound like farm animals. <laughs>